Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Email the program at info at rudymaxa.com or follow us on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. And now, America's number one travel radio show, Rudy Max's World. Welcome aboard. Well, the hurricane that was identified as the worst in recorded history off the western of the Western Hemisphere, in the Western Hemisphere, off the coast of Mexico, made landfall Friday evening on Mexico's West Coast. Fortunately, it arrived with less impact than expected. Friday, however, was a day of fear in resort towns such as Puerto Vallarta. A few minutes, we'll talk with an American woman there who was part of that town's mass evacuation. I'm Rudy Maxa. You're listening to America's favorite radio travel show. I'm a travel writer and a broadcaster. Perhaps you've caught one of my 91 shows that air on your local public television stations or on Mark Cuban's network called Access TV. I am not a travel agent. Nothing wrong with being a travel agent. But I want you to know this show is not about selling you anything. It's about getting you how excited about the world, whether it's the world right outside your doorstep or someplace very far away. Goal here is to introduce you to interesting guests, doing interesting things, writing interesting books. I want to make your travels richer, while at the same time saving you some money, and I hope to amuse you from time to time. At 18 after the hour, I'd like you to meet the Associated Press Bureau Chief in Cuba. Michael Weisenstein says Havana is being overrun with American celebrities and over-eager entrepreneurs who want to open businesses but have not the slightest idea how long a shot that is right now. Then the airline correspondent for the New York Times, Jad Muawad, talks with Robert and Mary Carey about the turmoil in the executive suite at United Airlines and describes a new commuter jet coming from Mitsubishi that just might make your next short hop a little more pleasant. Melissa Hinkle from CheapFlights.com stops by to give us a glimpse of facelifts at some airports that make them fun places to spend your time. And Ms. Erin uh, uh, Seidemum is a pilot who's written a racy new book about the secrets of the aviation world and also asks the question, why are there so few women pilots? But first, I want to welcome Sue Ireland to the show. She's a retired director of special education with the Chicago School System. And her family just happens to have a condo on the beach in Puerto Vallarta. And she just happened to be there late this week when the news that that massive storm with the benign name of Hurricane Patricia, how bad could Hurricane Patricia be, was roaring her way. Uh, Sue, as we broadcast live right now, it's Saturday morning, October 24th. It's about 10.08 Eastern time in the morning. And reports indicate the expected devastation fortunately, fortunately didn't happen. And the storm's now a Category 2 hurricane rather than 5 as it was this time yesterday. And it's mostly inland delivering vast quantities of rain to places like Guadalajara. Is that your understanding from there in Puerto Vallarta today? Yes, Rita, good morning. Um, actually, yesterday was an extremely interesting day for us, and um, we do know that there's a lot of reports out in Puerto Vallarta, out in Guadalajara, but one of the most difficult parts for us yesterday were all the news reports we kept hearing all day long from the states as well as Canada telling us how horrible this hurricane was going to be. And it was really hard at times to stay calm as we were preparing to evacuate and at the same time reassuring everyone that we were not alone, that we were safe as possible. Well, I can tell you from the, the state's perspective, uh, the media drumbeat was incessant, incessant yesterday. It was going to be the most devastating storm to hit and so on. And I know you, uh, you have a beachfront condo uh, about 15 minutes north of uh, Puerto Vallarta, and 
and basically everybody had to evacuate. You had to get away from the beach. And, and you, you told me that they had 1,800 shelters for people. I had no idea they were that well prepared. Did you feel that things were done efficiently uh, as, a, uh, as a tourist there? Yes, actually it really is incredible in our little town because we did have 1,782 shelters set up and that was pretty amazing. But I think what the story that looked on the face of it, that it was a non-story, actually was a really huge story. Uh, Vallarta is a really wonderful oceanfront community and the local Mexican people have embraced the tourism uh, industry as if as, and the tourists as if we're members of their family. And despite the quick onset and minimal notice of the hurricane, the people of Vallarta did everything in their power to keep each other and their tourists safe. Um, we did have the 1,800 shelters set up, but in our case, in our condominium complex and the partner hotel, 1,300 people were evacuated within an hour to, um, uh, on top actually of a casino across the street. They were fed at no cost, given bedding in a safe environment, and wow. the all clear came for us about 9 o'clock last night to return. Well, now, so you went back at 9 o'clock last night. Is there any visible flooding? Uh, what, I mean, is it just rain, or is it still raining? Or what, what, are the, what is the impact? We had no impact. Actually, all day long, we kept looking for the palm trees to move. The palms never moved. Um, I, I took photos on our balcony this when, morning. When you say palms move, you mean swaying in the wind. You didn't mean the trees, there, actually. Yeah. There was not a palm frond moving all day yesterday. We had Here. a minimal light rain. And uh, I got back, there was not a drop of water on our balcony, and there is no beach erosion, um, there is no sand in the pool, it is, it is as if it was light rain. That's so weird, because you and I spoke all day yesterday, or texted together and spoke on Skype, continually monitoring it, because I knew I wanted you on the show this morning. And I remember, I don't know, it was about 8 Central last night when, when I heard on public radio that the, you know, Hurricane Patricia slammed into Puerto Vallarta, and you were showing me a video of, you know, absolute still trees, no rain. It was like two different realities. It was a very different reality, and I and and again to me the bigger story is how Puerto Vallarta uh, weathered this storm and took care of its people. Because right. for us it really was a non-story. We had the shelters set up within within uh, a, a relatively few hours' notice, and food was provided. But we have had no damage here in Puerto Vallarta. Well, it's great to hear. I'm glad for you. I'm certainly glad for the residents of Puerto Vallarta, and I'm glad you're back in your condo. I, I hear news reports that the airport uh, was not harmed, and it's either open now, or have you heard anything about the airport? The airport, um, there have been a lot of flights canceled for today, but tomorrow, everybody that we know that was planning on coming in is coming in tomorrow. All right. Well, travel safely. I'm glad we have good news this morning and not worst. Uh, and obviously, you have an internet connection. We're talking to you on Skype. Sue Ireland is a, a Chicago resident who uh, vacations often in Puerto Vallarta. They're, her family owns a condominium there, and we were just checking in with her. Sue, uh, travel safely. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to check in on that new favorite destination for American celebrities, Havana. We've been talking a lot about Cuba lately as cruise lines begin announcing uh, um, service by ships and airlines start planning scheduled flights, and Americans put it on their bucket list, and everybody wants to go there. We're going to talk with the bureau chief of the Associated Press, who did a story, which I read in the Chicago Tribune, but being the Associated Press, it was distributed all over the world. Uh, he lives in Havana. He's lived there for over a year for AP. And he basically said, locals can't even get in, a, in restaurants and clubs because there's so many free-spending Americans there at the door waiting to get in. Um, he'll have some comments about the infrastructure or lack thereof for tourism um, in, Can in Canada, in uh, Havana. 
And uh, he also talks about the number of uh, folks who hope to go and start businesses there. A lot of American entrepreneurs who want to open clubs and want to open restaurants. And uh, as, uh, as Michael Weisenstein will tell us right after this commercial break, that's not so easily done. You just don't show up and, and negotiate a, a deed with a landlord and, and start selling your, uh, your soaps and your nightclubs and your, and your food. Not quite that easy. Well, delighted to hear from uh, uh, Mexico that Hurricane Patricia did not have the devastating effect that folks were predicting. We, they escaped that one. There's some water damage, obviously, and I'm sure some people felt it. But stick around. We'll talk more travel. To participate in the program and have some fun, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. We're coming right back. Hey, folks, Robert Carey here to alert you that our friends at Emerald Waterways just alerted us about an exciting new destination, Mystical Myanmar and the Irrawaddy River. Discover the best Myanmar has to offer on a -a once-of-a-lifetime river expedition. Book by October 31st and receive free airfare from select gateways. But space is limited, so you're going to want to act fast. Emerald's also extended their free airfare offer when booking Owners One bedroom suites and Grand Balcony suites on their European itineraries. Info and free brochures at emeraldwaterways.com or rudymaxa.com. You can save time and money when you let emails.com do the heavy lifting by planning your meals and organizing your grocery list. I save two to three hours a week by not having to search for recipes, write a list, or wander around the grocery store trying to figure out what's for dinner. Each week I get a new delicious recipe with a corresponding grocery list in my inbox and free phone app. Life is easier with emails.com. Get two weeks of emails free by going to emails, that's E-M-E-A-L-S dot com or rudymaxa.com under sponsors. If you suffer from muscle or joint pain, inflammation, or other aches, give all-natural Relief Factor a try. Just go to relieffactor.com and order your two-week trial pack for $19.95. Stop popping those over-the-counter, body-harming painkillers. Instead, get Relief Factor. It's all-natural and contains just four ingredients, omega-3, resveratrol, icarin, and curcumin. This product works, and if you suffer from aches, pains, or inflammation, check out relieffactor.com or visit rudymaxa.com, look under sponsors, and experience life pain-free again. When you book your next trip with Orbitz, you can get Orbitz rewards and then use your rewards instantly. Get it, use it. Now, to remember this, we wrote you a dramatic poem. Get it, use it, get it, use it. Get it, use it, get it, use it, get it, use it, get it, use it. Book your trip with Orbitz, get Orbitz rewards, and use them instantly, only on Orbitz. Orbitz rewards, instant vacation gratification. Learn more today by visiting Orbitz.com rewards. To join Rudy Max's world, call anytime, 800-387-8025. Follow the program on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. Now back to America's number one travel radio show. And this program, uh, this portion of the program is sponsored by MyPillow.com. How was your sleep last night or this past week? Uh, you've probably tried a lot of pillows over the years at home, in hotels, on planes, while staying at family or friends or wherever, trying to, trying to get comfortable, find the right level of filling to support your head. You know the tune. Well, we've been sharing information about MyPillow with you for a while, and we like talking about them because each pillow is made in America with all American materials, and they can be washed and dried. 
and they come with a 60-day guarantee to provide the best sleep of your life. In addition to regular bed pillows, MyPillow.com also offers terrific travel pillows that are easy to pack and take with you. Right now, the folks at MyPillow.com are offering listeners of the show a special buy one, get one free offer. These MyPillows come with a 10-year warranty not to go flat because they offer a patented interlocking fill that adjusts your individual sleep needs. If you disagree, just return them for a refund. Go to MyPillow.com, enter the promo code RUDY to get your one buy one, get one free special. You can also find a link at RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. We've talked a lot on this show about Cuba and the renewed or the incredible interest in traveling there since the Obama administration uh, relaxed rules about Americans visiting uh, that island country. Michael Weisenstein is the bureau chief in Cuba, in Havana, for the Associated Press. And I read a fascinating piece by him the other day that talked about the difference in the people he is seeing visiting Cuba now. And he joins me now from Havana by phone. Michael, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Thanks. Nice to be here. Now, how long have you been based in Cuba? I've been here for a bit more than a year. I came August last year, so just a few months before December 17th, which was the date of the declaration of the end of a half century of official hostility between Cuba and the U.S. And how has uh, Havana changed? How has the how are the faces you're seeing changing? How has the mood changed? I know that's a lot of questions all at once. You don't have to take them all, but we'll get to them. Well, there's been a, a, a huge boom in tourism, both from the Europeans and Canadians and Latin Americans who could legally come before and increasingly from the Americans who are now allowed to come under a loosened set of circumstances, thanks to the rules that Obama put in place after December 17th. But is, there, is the infrastructure right now capable of handling these, uh, these visitors? No. Everything's booked. It is impossible to find a hotel room in Havana and in many of the most popular cities until March, February, March. My goodness. How many, how many big hotels are there in Havana? I have not been. There are, let's say, a couple dozen big hotels, depending on your definition of big. A substantial portion of them will be fully or partly out of service at any time. And there are really only three or four that would be considered anything close to an international standard hotel. And why are portions of them out of commission at any time? It's just a, it's a problem in Cuba. I mean, huge chunks of every section of the infrastructure across the country are out of commission at any one time. I mean, it's a, you know, Cuba blames the U.S. embargo. Um, many people in Cuba blame a combination of the embargo and the inefficiency of the communist system. But the result is that... Um, you know, the world's in terrible shape, lights go out, water fails, uh, it's impossible to buy parts for anything, and obviously that affects all those types of problems affect a big operation like a hotel. And yes. also the what's increasingly an option, which are uh, private houses uh, that Cubans can rent to uh, tourists, which are increasingly starting to look a lot more like boutique hotels. They're taking on a whole new sophistication. Do you see any evidence in the larger hotels of a renewed um, interest or a renewed rush to fix up hotels and bring up the class of the service a little, little higher and opening up closed hallways or floors? Well, in terms of state enterprises, which all big hotels are in Cuba, rush is a relative term. They're, they're, are try they're trying to bring more, quote-unquote, five-star hotels online. 
but that's been happening since before December 17th. And, you know, as opposed to another country where, you know, a big building could be put up in a matter of months or a year or two, let's, months is probably too little, but let's say a couple of years or about a year, uh, here the, the progress is really imperceptible. I mean, they're, they're, they're big buildings that have been being built here for, and that, you know, are in varying states of, of disrepair. On the private side, which in which Cubans are, you know, fixing up houses, buying properties in order to make them into two, three, six-room, what are called casas particulares, that are, as I said, increasingly looking like little hotels, you can really see the change there. I mean, the, the private sector moves a lot faster than the state economy, and there you really are seeing lots of houses being fixed up and, and not really built, uh, because I don't think that requires permissions that aren't readily available from the state. But you see uh, a, a pretty healthy clip of renovation around the city. Right. I did mention, just by coincidence, last week we were talking about Cuba. I mentioned a website, Cuba-Junkie, J-U-N-K-Y dot com, that says they can wire you into a lot of casas particulares, these uh, private homes that will offer you rooms, which, as you say, is, is certainly a growing thing. My guest is Michael Weisenstein. He is uh, the uh, Associated Press Bureau Chief in Havana. has been there for more than a year, and we're talking to him about uh, how that city is changing, how that country of Cuba is changing. Uh, Michael, in the piece I read, the AP piece, I happened to read it. It was placed in the Chicago Tribune, the one I read. You talked about this rush of American celebrities and Wheeler's dealers. Uh, and, and I think you opened the story, or at least the art accompanying the story, was in a particular club in which uh, locals could hardly get in because there were so many free-spending Americans there. Is that a phenomenon that is increasing as well? Yes, that's absolutely a new and big phenomenon, and particularly in Havana these days. There's everyone who, or it seems now as if everyone who comes here feels as if the Berlin Wall has just fallen and there's an opportunity to make millions, and there's there's a distinct gold rush feeling in the air, which I think those who know how Cuba works and doesn't work uh, are not taking as seriously as some of the people who are sort of new coming to the table without a lot of Cuba experience. Is is Cuba a country, uh, if you're going to do business there, I mean, some of these entrepreneurs coming down there, you know, wanting to, I've got to open a restaurant now or a nightclub. I, uh, some of those uh, folks were quoted in your piece. Is Cuba a place where personal relationships matter a lot, that you just don't parachute in and walk into an empty storefront and say, I need to rent this, I'm putting in a nightclub? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, you you cannot do business here. I mean, it's still a communist country. You you cannot do business here in the way that you can almost anywhere else in the world. Foreigners cannot own anything with extremely limited exceptions. And in order to do any of the sort of joint ventures which are acceptable to the Cuban state, uh, yeah, personal relationships are key. So you've got to have a local, uh, I don't want to use the f word fronting for you because they're probably doing more than fronting, but you have to have a local uh, a, a Cuban re a Cuban citizen who is in business with you? Not if you're doing business directly from your foreign business with the state, but uh -huh. what's happening is a lot of people, um, and this is happening most with Cuban Americans, doing it particularly with family who's still here, uh, a huge number of the four of the businesses operating on foreign capital here have Cuban owners, and some of them are partners. Others are, are really just lending their name to a foreign owner. But, but it's, it's all happening 
under the rubric of Cuban ownership. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned the larger hotels being owned by the state. I never thought about that, but once you said it, it, it makes it makes sense. Um, is do you think there's any inclination on the part of the government of Cuba to sell those hotels or to at least bring in foreign uh, management groups like you know Hyatt, Hilton, or whatever? There, well, an American company would still be illegal for an American company to do it. A lot of the hotels are joint ventures with, particularly, Spanish company with Melia. Mm-hmm. And Canadian, there's a Canadian company that has a lot of beach resorts. Uh, but they, as far as I know, are all 5149 joint ventures, which means Cuba maintains control, obviously. There's been some indications that the Cuban state is willing to relax on that, but we haven't yet seen any indication that they're open to to. to complete foreign ownership. I mean, the the memory of the sort of pre-revolutionary times when this was really uh, seen by a whole variety of American interests, including hotel companies and the government and the mob, and sort of America's backyard, you know, that that's memory is still very fresh here, and, and I don't think the Cuban government has any intention of getting anywhere close back to, to that state of affairs. Michael Weisenstein is the Cuba Bureau Chief for Associated Press. Michael, thanks for a glimpse uh, uh, into what's going on in Havana now. I hope we can call on you again down the road. Yeah, anytime you want. Thanks very much. Michael Weisenstein is the Havana Bureau Chief in Cuba for the Associated Press. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Stick with us. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back after these messages. Max's World phone lines are open anytime, so call us at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at RudyMaxa.com. Stay with us. We're coming right back after these messages. If you're seeking an adventure of a lifetime, an easy trip that's unlike any you've ever experienced, then it's time for Iceland. Yes, Iceland. The Icelandic Tourism Bureau offers Rudy Max's World listeners exclusive trips that can't be beat, like the Reykjavik four-star city break with spa and northern lights tour, or the Iceland escape for a unique spa and nature break tour. These are four-day, three-night trips starting around $500 per person. Seriously. Go to RudyMaxa.com and click on the Iceland Tourism Bureau link for these great trips and more. Savvy travelers know that there are river cruises, and then there are river cruises aboard the award-winning Emerald Waterways. You've heard Rudy, Mary, and me talking about Emerald for some time now. They offer excellent value and amenities not found with the competition. Their ships have onboard pools and cinemas, an innovative open-air system in all cabins on the Vista and Horizon decks, all gratuities, shore excursions, Wi-Fi, beer and wine, port charges. They're all included. Order your free brochure today at emeraldwaterways.com or rudymaxa.com under sponsors. Lines are always open at 800-387-8025. And stay connected with the program at RudyMaxa.com. Now, back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It is 33 past the hour as we're going to move from Cuba to airline travel. This is Rudy Maxa's World with Robert and Mary Carey. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. This portion of the program is sponsored by eMeals.com. We've been talking about this service for months, and we hope you've checked them out. I know Rudy has. He's enjoying it. Yes, we're all enjoying the service because 
because it saves time and money when you let emails.com do the heavy lifting by planning your meals and organizing your grocery list. Stop searching for recipes, writing lists, or wandering those grocery aisles trying to figure out what's for dinner. Each week, you receive delicious new recipes with a matching grocery list right in your inbox or through their free app. And right now, as a listener of our show, you'll receive two weeks free by going to emails.com, that's E-M-E-A-L-S.com, or rudymaxa.com under sponsors and let them know you're a listener of the show. Jad Mawad is an airline correspondent with the New York Times, and we invited him on the show today to talk about some industry news and developments. There's a new manufacturer coming to small commercial jet planes you may find interesting. There's news about United CEO taking a leave after suffering a heart attack. American fully absorbing U.S. Airways, and even Boeing has something new in one of their latest jets to make our carry-on travel easier. Jad, thanks for joining Robert and me today. Uh, thanks for having me. So, Jad, I know we got a, a number of things we want to talk about today, yes. but let's start with the regional jets. You know, as Boeing and Airbus, they have focused on the larger jets to fill the growing global air travel market. Even Bombardier now, they're beginning to think bigger with their new C-series planes. But I saw the smaller regional jets, which have only had two players in Bombardier from Canada and Embraer from Brazil. Uh, There's a new player coming on the scene soon, isn't there? Yeah, the Japanese company Mitsubishi, in a couple of days, actually, is going to start the first test flight for its regional jet, called the MRJ, for Mitsubishi Regional Jet. Right. And that's going to be the first new player in quite a while to enter this uh, this kind of niche market. I think they're saying uh, it's going to be about 92 passengers. There's a couple, there's two versions of it from what I saw. It is clearly going to take aim at Bombardier and what Embraer has been doing. Uh, yeah. Japan, though, they've really become a big player in airline production in recent years, haven't they? Yeah, they have. They have a really substantial supply industry in the aerospace industry. They supply the wings for the Boeing 787 and a, and a bunch of different components and other Boeing airplanes. But this is their second attempt now in a couple of decades to come up with their own commercial jet. And the, the Mitsubishi jet has sort of evolved over time. Initial ambition was to create a small jet using the technology from, you know, the composite technology that Mitsubishi had from building the seven, some of the 787 components. Yeah, but this is going to be, the, I think they scrapped that. It's going to be more conventional they metal. Did. Yeah, yeah it's going to be much less ambitious. The economics of flying small composite planes perhaps were not quite there. It will have a kind of new generation engines that still promises to deliver 20% fuel savings. But the initial ambition has kind of been revised now. Well, I saw some pictures, and, and it's real sleek. It's a sleek plane. I know there's about 400 of these ordered, so uh, we wanted definitely to yeah. talk about that. So, John, let's talk yeah. a little bit about United as we're broadcasting today on Saturday around 10.30 a.m. It was announced this past week that United Airlines Executive VP and General Counsel Bret Hart has stepped in as acting CEO while Oscar Munoz recovers from a heart attack after being on the job for, I think, just a mere 37 days. Um, we wish him well. Do you expect uh, it to be business as usual for United during this period? Yeah, probably. I mean, this mm-hmm. has been a tough time for United. Um, in general, As yeah. you were saying, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, the, fir- the former C- this third CEO in a month, uh, yeah. you know, First, Jeff Meisek was uh, was dismissed uh, in September, you know, over uh, the corruption investigation with the United's relationship with the Port Authority. The board picked one of its own members. Oscar Munoz was a railroad executive. Oscar Munoz was on the job for a few weeks and then had a heart attack. And now the board has, after a few days of kind of silence, really, picked the general counsel 
to be the interim CEO. Not quite clear, you know, uh, when Mr. Munoz will be back on the job, but mm-hmm. this really looks like a temporary assignment. And business as usual, as, as you say, I mean, a lot of the enthusiasm that Mr. Munoz had brought to change things at United is kind of now on hold, on hold. I guess. Yeah, it's on yeah. hold at best. Yeah. And, and they're still reeling, as you said, and that's going to lead to the next thing I want to talk to you about, because obviously the absorption of Continental into United, that certainly put the airline back a bit. But this past week, we had the end of U.S. Airways, which personally is one of my least favorite airlines, so I was I can't say I was shedding a lot of tears, but that's been fully absorbed into American, and for the most part, the changeover to the reservation system that they call Sabre, it went pretty well. Yeah, so that was U.S. Airways, obviously, uh, that American bought a few years ago or merged with a few years ago. Last week was the big kind of the final and most critical sort of moment for them, which is when the U.S. Airways uh, technology reservation system switches over to the American one. And this is passenger information reservations, you know, how flights are scheduled. It's a big one. And by all accounts, um, last weekend went pretty smoothly. It's the end for U.S. Airways. No more U.S. Airways flights. Uh, One last thing I'm just going to get to. You, what we, Mary touched on. So nice to see they're now the space bins from Boeing are out there. How great is that that the manufacturers are finally listening and making things easier for us as travelers when we're on planes with more overhead space? Right. The market is kind of responding to the issue of overcrowded, you know, bin space. Ever since the airlines have put in bag fees, passengers have been putting bigger and bigger bags on board, and those bigger bags need space. So um, they do. And yeah. Jan, we're going to have <laughs> yeah. to leave it there. But I'll just say that the new overhead bids they. Allow, they allow 57 more overhead bags on a typical 737. So, Jad, Moad, we're going to keep looking for your latest articles in the New York Times. There's a lot happening out there. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Jad. Thanks for having me. Thanks. All right. Up next, Cheap Flight's Melissa Henkel. She's going to check in with the show. Uh, Rudy's going to discuss with her extreme airport makeovers. So stay with us. We're back in three minutes. Join Rudy Max's world by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. We're coming right back. If you're seeking the adventure of a lifetime, a fun trip that's unlike any you've ever experienced, then it's time to visit Iceland. Yes, Iceland. Right now, the Icelandic Tourism Bureau offers Rudy Max's World listeners exclusive trips that can't be beat, like the Iceland Luxury Tour or the Around Iceland's Ring Road. Packages are amazing eight-day, seven-night trips starting around $1,600 per person. The experiences and exclusives you'll receive are outstanding. Check these special offers out at RudyMaxa.com and click on the link to Iceland Tourism Bureau. If you're a man over 40 and can't stop going to the bathroom during the night, if your urine flow is weak, if you're using the bathroom more than your coworkers, then you have all the signs of an aging prostate. Prostate problems affect the majority of us men as we age, and often we ignore waking up one, two, or three times a night to go to the bathroom until either you or your wife had enough. I urge you to call for your risk-free bottle of GoFlow Prostate Formula. GoFlow Prostate is non-prescription and contains clinically studied natural ingredients that help to reduce waking at night to urinate. GoFlow helps to increase urine flow when you go and helps to stop it when you sleep. Best of all, GoFlow Prostate was developed by medical doctor Mitchell Fleischer. Call now, try it risk-free, and you'll even get free shipping and handling. Call 1-800-667-8218. That's 1-800-667-8218. This offer is available for a limited time in response to this ad. Call now. 
Don't wait. Call 1-800-667-8218. That's 1-800-667-8218. Are you ready to take your diabetes management to the next level? Put the Contour Next meter to the test and challenge your meter. The Contour Next meter makes testing easy and highly accurate with close to lab level results. And Contour Next gives you a second chance, allowing you to reapply to the same strip when the first sample is not enough, saving you time and money. So take the challenge. Go to ContourNextChallenge.com, get a free meter, and enter to win free test strips. Contour Next. Accuracy you can trust. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Dave has to say about relief factor. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about relief factor and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. When you book your next trip with Orbitz, you can get Orbitz rewards and then use your rewards instantly. Get it, use it. Now, to remember this, we wrote you a dramatic poem. Get it, use it. Get it, use it. Get it, use it. Get it, use it, get it, use it, get it, use it. Book your trip with Orbitz, get Orbitz Rewards, and use them instantly, only on Orbitz. Orbitz Rewards, instant vacation gratification. Learn more today by visiting Orbitz.com slash rewards. participate in the program, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Once again, you're in Rudy Maxa's world. It's 43 minutes after the hour, and this segment of the show is brought to you by our friends at uh, Orbits.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. Have you tried using Orbits for your travel needs? This is the site that I like to use. Is that a Robert Mary Carey? We like it for its value and convenience. If you're planning a trip for leisure or business or maybe a last-minute getaway before the winter holidays arrive, whatever it is, Orbitz.com can handle it for you. From hotel and resorts to airline tickets, car rentals, vacation packages, and more, Orbitz.com is your one-stop shop for online travel needs. And I underline packages because, remember, if you can combine an airfare and an air ticket and a hotel, you're going to save at least 20% over buying those two individually. So go to Orbitz.com and check out those packages and then price the components separately. You'll see what I mean. When you book orbit when you book orbits.com you'll learn instant reports for excuse me instant rewards to use instantly they even offer an Orbitz Rewards Visa card that earns you even more rewards. There's no annual fee, no foreign transaction fees on that card. So check out orbits.com, start collecting those Orbitz Awards that you can apply instantly to travel. All your travel needs at orbits.com or look at rudymaxa.com under sponsors. Let them know you're a listener of the show. We would appreciate it. Melissa Hinkle is uh, back with us. She's with cheapflights.com. She is their site editor and a travel expert, and she's been keeping an eye on what airports have been doing to make the experience more pleasant for you all around the world. And she's got a couple examples, and I asked her on the show to talk about those. Melissa, welcome back. Nice to have you here. Thanks for having me, Rudy. All right, so just go ahead and tick off, because I know we have a short time, and I know a lot of things are happening at a lot of international airports. Give us you know, some examples of what, what kind of cool stuff is out there in the world. Sure, yeah. Obviously, a lot of these makeovers are to accommodate growing numbers of passengers, improve everyday operations, but there are also some really kind of fun uh, airport updates happening around the world. But we'll start here at home with 
JFK. So JFK is doing something pretty interesting. They are opening a luxury terminal in 2016, it's planned for 2016, but this isn't just any terminal. This is actually to cater not to humans, but to animals. It'll be the first of its kind in the world. Um, it's a quarantine and boarding facility and will be dubbed the Ark. So <laughs> this will have feature stalls for horses, uh, cattle, an aviary for birds, holding pens for animals like goats, pigs, and sheep. Um, Whoops, I think we just lost Melissa on, Spice, on, on, on Skype. Uh, Jeff will try to get it back in a minute. We talked about that, uh, if you've been listening, a regular listener to the show, we did talk about with the architect of that uh, animal facility out at Kennedy. It sounds a whole lot nicer than some of the terminals I've been Hi. in there at Kennedy. Hey, welcome back, Melissa. Melissa, we've only got a couple minutes left. Can you tick off a little faster a couple of the others? Um, there. They're doing something kind of fun and functional there. Uh, where is this, Melissa? I didn't hear where the location was. Tokyo. Okay, what's going on in Tokyo? They're preparing for the 2020 Olympics, obviously, there, um, but they have a new terminal dedicated to low-cost car carriers. It's pretty minimalist in design, but there's one kind of eye-catching feature. Instead of your standard illuminated signs and sidewalks that you might see in other airports, the terminal actually has been designed around an indoor running track that acts as a wayfinding system, so that's oh, kind nice. of cool. Nice. Yeah. We'll jump to uh, London Gatwick. They're making a series of important changes, a bit, bit more on the functional side. Um, the South Terminal has already been upgraded, but then now they have plans in motion for the North Terminal. Um, so there will be a brand-new check-in area, world's largest self-service bag drop zone, uh, better layout, more space. They're increasing their peak check-in capacity quite a bit as well. So um, some updates coming in there. Do we have time for one more? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, great. Let's jump uh, back home to LAX, uh, their new Tom Bradley International Terminal, which actually opened to the public in 2013. Um, this includes a 150,000 square foot great hall with some new cool dining options there, 18 new aircraft boarding gates. Half of these can accommodate some of the largest airplanes in the world. So um, some exciting updates happening there as well. Well, I, I, I noticed recently flying in and out of Gatwick over to Athens, I had to do an intra-Europe trip, how huge Gatwick has gotten since I was yeah. last there. It has really muscled up. And I know they want, uh, there's this big debate going on in London about either making Heathrow bigger or Gatwick bigger. And the two airports are going head-to-head -head on this. Yes, they are. <laughs> but boy, if you're going out to Gatwick now, it is crowded. Get there early. I was just astounded. Definitely. We always recommend that anyway. So <laughs> Exactly. Well, thank you for checking in. I, uh, I, I tend to agree with you. Airports are getting much nicer. I mean, I can actually buy fresh fruit almost at every airport I go to now. I can get an apple, which is, for me, a great leap forward from the old days. It is. It's amazing. I just threw, flew through Doha um, in oh Qatar goodness. recently, and they unveiled a new airport a year and a half ago. It's pretty impressive. It's there. like Tomorrowland, I understand. Melissa Hinkle is uh, with CheapFlights.com. She's a site editor and travel expert. Melissa, thank you for giving us a glimpse of the future. Thanks for having me again. Appreciate it. And when we come back here in Rudy Max's world, we're going to talk with Erin Seidemann. She's a private airplane owner and pilot who thinks there ought to be a lot more women in the cockpit. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back in Rudy Max's world. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be right back.
connect with the program, call 800-387-8025. That's 800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. And this portion of the program is sponsored by Emerald Waterways. And we invite you to journey to a new and exciting destination, Mystical Miramar and the Irrawaddy River. You can discover the very best that Miramar has to offer on a once-in-a-lifetime river expedition. Oh, I'd like to take this one. But if you book by, not but, if you book by October 31st, you'll receive free airfare from select gateways, but space is limited, so I'd advise you to book now. Emerald Waterways has also extended their free airfare when you book owner's one-bedroom suites and grand balcony suites on their European itineraries. Or fly to Europe for just $495 for all other stateroom categories, again, on their European itineraries. You've been hearing us talk about this for a lot. River cruises are very, very hot, so make your plans ahead of time aboard the award-winning Emerald Waterways cruise ships. If you check out Emerald Waterways' free brochure, which is what I'm encouraging you to do right now, or you can engage in a personal information session with one of their specialists, you'll find out why this river cruise would be very special. You'll travel along Europe's most picturesque rivers and panoramic uh, landscapes, valleys, and villages. You'll visit the center of great cities. Ships include spectacular features like onboard pools and cinemas, innovative open-air system in all cabins on the Vista and Horizon decks. Shore excursions are included at no additional charge. You'll experience first-class service from an English-speaking crew, complimentary Wi-Fi, beer and wine, spacious accommodations. All gratuities, transfers, and port charges are also included. Hard to beat the value on one of these most stylish, innovative cruise ships around. These are really river, river, river vessels. So whether it's Europe or Asia, go to emeraldwaterways.com and see for yourself how great these cruises are. Get your brochure. That's all I ask you to do today is get that Emerald Waterways brochure by visiting rudymaxa.com and look under sponsors and click on the Emerald Waterways link. Got a new book in front of me. It just came out. It's called Postcards from the Sky. It's written by an aviatrix. Is that still a word, Aaron Seidelman? Hello, Aaron. You there? Hi. I'm well. How are you? Fine, thanks. Is, is aviatrix still a word? Aviatrix is still a word. Aviatrix, there it is. Yes. Thank you for that. I've never had to say that word actually. Erin uh, is an aviatrix. She's a she's a pilot. She's been a, she is a commercially rated pilot. She's been a private airplane owner for a long time, and her book is a story of how she came to be a private airplane flyer and her adventures in that. And uh, we'll get to some of the adventures in a moment, Erin, if we can. But but one of your themes in this book is is a lament of how few women pilots there are in this world. What's is this sort of still a macho kind of industry? Is that what's going on here? It definitely is. Um, since the beginning of aviation, only about 5 to 6% of licensed pilots are women. Um, I use this as an example. There's an international organization of women pilots called the 99s, and it was started by Amelia Earhart, who everybody knows, as one of the early aviatrix. And... Um, unfortunately, that still holds today. She and 98 other pilots started it. And um, the percentage has not changed. And, of course, you know, it varies by country. The United sure. States has a little bit more than other places. But um, it what just truly— Why? Why? You know, I, I think the military has a lot to do with it. But I also think that, you know, it is very chauvinistic. It is very macho. And, um, you know, just as a personal example, on my first flying lesson, um, I encountered an extremely chauvinistic comment by my instructor about um, a woman pilot who was flying an airliner into San Francisco International. So, you know, I think a lot of women are discouraged by um, the negativity that they encounter. Well, from your, your the memoir, the book is called Postcards from the Sky. The subtitle is Adventures of an Aviatrix. And if I just reread that, I would have seen how to pronounce it correctly. Um, 
it seemed like men were a double-edged sword for you. You had some, you, you definitely had some romantic adventures with men pilots, uh, and you're quite frank about them in your book. Um, but you also, as you said, got dissed by men who thought, you know, what's a woman doing doing in in in, in a in a cockpit? So it seems like there's some enlightened guys and some less than enlightened. Yeah, and you know, to be honest, um, luckily there are much, much fewer of the negative ones who you know think women shouldn't fly, women shouldn't drive. I've gotten all those comments. Um, then there are the good ones. You know, there are much more who support women. There are even some who think women make better pilots than men because they're not uh, as risky. That you know, they're right. a bit more careful. Um, but what's yeah, the first there, step? There what's the first both. step, Aaron? We just have a few a minute left. So, what, what's the first step for? Uh, well, well, anybody, but let's say a woman who wants to become a pilot, do you go to your local smaller airport and start taking lessons? Yeah, definitely. Go to your airport, look at all the airplanes. I guarantee you'll get hooked. Ask around who a good instructor is and, you know, just have a bit of extra money lying around. It takes money and time. And it, you know, if, if it's truly for you, it's a lifelong addiction. You'll always want, you know, a bigger Master airplane, <laughs> right. different stuff, helicopters, whatever. <laughs> it's it's truly my drug of choice. How long, if 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 you let's say you have a full time job, so you're taking lessons on weekends and part time. About how long might it take an average person to get a pilot's license? You know, it depends on you. Um, you know, you should fly at least twice a week when you're just starting out. You know, because okay. there are sort of muscle memory type things while you're in the cockpit. Um, but most people, it takes about six months or so. Some a little bit less, some a little bit more. But it's really not, you know, it's not a huge thing. And then, of course, that's just to get your basic license. After that, you might want to go for more ratings. If you'd like to be inspired, if you're a woman or not, or a man, doesn't really matter. If you'd like to be inspired to become a private pilot, pick up Postcards from the Sky, written by Aaron Seidemann. We have a link on uh, my Facebook uh, fan page, Rudy Max, A Travel Slash Leisure. Uh, subtitle is Adventure of an Aviatrix. Um, it will... Uh, I think it'll get you get you in that cockpit. Thank you, Aaron, for dropping by. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rudy. We're coming to the end of the first hour here in Rudy Max's World. Some stations leave us. Not many. Not many. I say this every weekend, lest you think uh, it's a usual thing. If you do, if so, we'll see you next weekend. But most of our stations stay with us, so I hope you do, too. How about six minutes of news and spots when you come back? Oh, wait till you hear about the fat man crossing America on his bike. Hmm. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.